Welcome to the headline eye on this at the top of the hour, this six o'clock hour, a little bit after six. Uh, today is a week before Thanksgiving. Today is November 18th, 2020. Last part of 2020, part of the year that we enjoy despite the pandemic. I am your host, Larry H. Gardner, and H stands for holy shit. We have a show for you today. First of all, Getting back to every, and yes, I'm already starting. I'm already starting already. And of course, the queen with the gold mic is here in the studio with me, Jen, Jay Price. What's up, Jay? What's going on there? How are you? Well, as far as our guest is concerned, um, Cleveland City Councilman, Ward Warren Councilman Joe Jones, he is not in the studio, had a family emergency, but... Around about 6.30, if you're listening to www.wnrv108.1, we get on your nerve, Nerve DJs Network or www.mixcloud.com, we will have him on the phone around about the 6.30 hour. Um, around about the 6.30, you know, pretty much 6.30, pretty much. So, let's get down to business, shall we? Let's let's just, we going straight no chaser today. We going straight, straight no, no chaser. Chase. We going straight no chaser today, and I'm beating around the bush. So, just found out that uh, a couple of days ago, maybe last night, that cybersecurity personnel leader head Chris Krebs was fired by the defunct Trump administration for going for pretty much saying that there's no basis of any voter fraud in the states. All the votes have been counted. Everything's been tallied, despite all the frivolous ass lawsuits. About the election, despite that um, Trump's top attorney advisor, Rudy Giuliani, wants $20,000 a day to keep filing these frivolous lawsuits, there is no speculation of any type of voter fraud, and Joe Biden is still our president-elect. You got anything to say about that before I go in? You know, he's he's going to keep trying, you know, until he gets what he wants. But by now, I think, you know, he's, he has a, a site set on, um, what is it, 2024? He's going to try and run again? Who? Trump. Why? Be- because he feels like, like he can. What? What purpose? <laughs> is, is Because he feels like he can. He feels like he can two, do that. Two, 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 one, six, two, four, nine, six, six, five, eight is the number you can call in on. Listen, unless I don't want to see his old orange ass running 2024, he, he better not be in jail for tax evasion and all the other charges that he got. That's why he playing it close to the edge. That's why he want to still remain president because he wants that immunity. It's not about serving the people. He doesn't even care about his supporters. It's about the immunity that he gets being president of the United States. Once he's a private citizen, every single thing that he's in there, New York waiting for him. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. There's a lot of people. Yeah, they waiting for him. They're at the top of the list. They waiting for him like the Brooklyn Nets waiting for James Harden to get traded from the Houston Rockets. Just an FYI. We'll get into that later. But still. I I saw saw the NBA trades. Anthony Davis is leaving the Lakers, huh? No, actually, usually when that happens is that, you know, you go out for a max deal. Yeah, I mean they the yeah, Lakers yeah, were paying him swell. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. gave him a good deal. Yeah, they but he wants the but he wants the max contract. He wants to I be like two hundred. Unibrow, unibrow. Yeah, yeah. You better take what you can while you can get it, baby. Better quit playing. Right. So tomorrow's not promising. You better stop. You better go ahead and get that paper. Right. So it it's it's funny 
that he fired like 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 I said last week, that hypocritical bitch. How is he going to fire everybody when he ain't gonna have a job his damn self? Well, he's gonna get rid of everybody so that he can so that he doesn't you know, he, he, listen, he still thinks he's on Celebrity Apprentice. This is the White House edition. We're all suffering for it. That's the problem. We are the. There's no stimulus package. There, the transition team can't. Biden can't get access to the files that he needs, unless they all torn up or burnt down by now. You can't can't pretty much do the job there that he's supposed to do without with Trump has to get out the way. The people on in his administration pretty much got to tell him he's gotta go. But why? I mean, they're not going to tell him. I mean, listen, we already know what we're dealing with. We shouldn't be surprised at all. When you know the players, you know the game. We know how we got to deal with him. I mean, it's not that we didn't. It's not. Stop acting like we didn't know this was coming. We knew that he was going to do this and we knew he was going to try and play these little shenanigans. The problem is, is that he has, like, there is no, and for anybody on social media, really, I have to question some of you guys' psyche, at that saying that, you know, if there's another, Trump's going to pull out the Trump card and do all this and he'll get the election back. There's no way in hell he can get it back. There's no way in the world. The thing about it is, is like the leads that Biden has in the states that he won to get the electoral votes he needs are very, very, they're out of reach for the Trump administration. There's no stealing the election. I don't care how many million magna or thousand magna marches that these supporters have. There is no way in hell that he can get this back. And really, to be honest with you, stop talking about it. Just prepare for the new VP and uh, president and VP. Just prepare for it. Like we had to prepare for this idiot when he beat Hillary Clinton in 2016. Just prepare for him to leave. No, he's not going to do that. He's he's going to do what you know anything that he can within his power to slow down the um, transition. But it was mighty funny to me that when he won last year, or when he won in twenty sixteen, yeah, you know, it was like hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. So you know the same rules that you know applied to him. Uh huh. Yeah. Should apply to. It should uh, apply to him. And yeah. the thing about it yeah. is, is like. Hillary Clinton wasn't the president. It was Obama. And the thing about it, and, let, and I'm going to just get something straight for, for the, some of the people that think that he beat Obama. No, he beat Hillary Clinton. Obama served his two terms. He was ready to go. He didn't beat Obama. Yeah, he couldn't serve another term. Right. He couldn't. Obama couldn't serve another term. So, yeah, I'm, people are saying that he beat Obama. People are going to say what they want to say, so it don't entertain stupidity. There's just, you just it's too much you just rampant. You just can't entertain stupidity sometimes because once you entertain it, you give it life. You just give it, don't give it life. Whatever you entertain, you give it life. Don't even worry about it. Right. I understand. We know the real. Yeah, we know the real. The bottom line that I have to say here is this. Sometimes you have to just, sometimes there's some things in life that you have to let go. You know, old underwear you have to let go. You, you do? know, Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, holy old underwear you got to let go. You know, that favorite sweater that's got a couple of holes in it, you got to let go. That favorite coat, you got to let go. And sometimes in administrations, you have to let go. He's not going to let go that easy, though. Has anybody seen Mike Pence, though? Anybody seen him? Yeah, he's been out and in and out. I don't know (laughs) what the hell is going on with him. Listen, if if, if I'm Mike Pence at this time, I'm telling Trump, 
I'm not rolling with you on this one to save his own political career so he can have a chance to have a political career again and not be associated with this because people are getting tired of it. Other countries and things of that nature. We've been like sometimes it's funny, then it was scary. Now it's just stupid. I mean, it's just downright ignorance at this point. Um, but I did read somewhere yesterday where um, it was it was an article about Pence kind of trying to distance himself from um, um, from for- Donald because I think he has aspirations to run for yeah, president. Yeah. And I think he was eyeing 2024, but he's kind of you know taking a step back from it because he's being ridiculed. I mean, he's really yeah, being ridiculed. Yeah, he's he, he he. But the thing about it is, if you're a younger, if you're a Republican that is trying to keep a seat or not lose one, you probably would have to distance yourself from this administration. You know, like for instance, but and not be scared of the tweets. Now, the thing about it is, is like some of these people are scared of what he's going to tweet out. For yeah, because he attacked um Governor DeWine. Yeah. Let's let's get into that. He attacked Governor DeWine. Governor DeWine said that as much as he supported Trump, he's accepting the um, the outcome of the presidential election and saying he said everybody should welcome President-elect Biden. And then Trump tweets saying that um, the Ohio governor's race is going to be hotly contested. By who? By who, first of all. Second of all... (laughs) And the thing about it is, as much as I think that him and when DeWine and Dr. Acton did a wonderful job to when the first wave hit, we're going through a second wave now, along with flu season, that when you when you, you <coughs> found out when you found out when you turned on you when you turned on the Donald, this is what he does. No matter how loyal you were to him. If you disagree with him one time, he's going to betray you. He's like a little kid. I don't know why people don't understand. This is a this is a child. This is a child. This is a man child. This is a boy child. A boy child. And let me just say this for the record: I'm not a I'm not a fan of Governor Dewine. I, right. I, I, you know, I'm I just get, not a fan yeah, of his. Right. And um, but that just goes to show you just how this this fool will turn on you. You're you're in the same party together. So it's just like, yeah, it, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be Republican. You could be independent. You could be Democratic. This fool just don't care. If you don't kiss his ass, then you are the enemy. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the way. That, and it sounds, it sounds like that with some politicians. But this is just dangerous on a level scale because the thing about it is he can do more harm than good. He's got 60 plus days before he has to leave office. And then he just called up all the troops. Yeah. Um, you know, he's bringing him back. Or it, we're, we're, we're testing the international waters here. This dude is trying to start a war before he gets out of that seat. Okay. Now, there's been some debate about this and I want to get the record straight. Uh, so if he does start a war in international waters, does he still remain in office? No. Okay. No. The Constitution said he's got to go. Right. We don't give a fuck where he go, but he got to get the hell up out the White House. So that was So that was a couple of people. So for everybody out there that listens to us every every Wednesday, no matter what bullshit that Trump tries to start, he still has to leave. He can't sit in the seat, you know, in wartime. He has to be Pretty much he's going to be the American people have spoken. 
You got to go. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. Should I play that Vince McMahon montage and you get know, fired again? I really want. I did that last week. I really feel like playing it again. But the thing about it is, it's like we already heard enough from it. Because what he's doing is he's just he's starting trouble for the next administration to have to come in and clean up so they don't focus on what needs to get focused on. So if he starts this war or whatever he's starting with, you know, in international waters, that's what he, you know, Biden's going to have to attack when he gets in office first day, this which side. draws his attention from everything else. Like the pandemic, the fact that people are still, like that there might be another shutdown, the, the fact that people are losing money, homes, having eviction, eviction notices, shutoff notices. Because oh, yeah, I want, I want to get to that. I want to get to that shutoff notice situation with the water and sewer and Mayor Jackson. I'm calling them out. Because you dead wrong for lifting the moratorium. You are dead wrong. And any of the council people that are listening, you need to talk to the mayor. You need to talk to him. Holler at him. Well, speaking of which, around about the 630 hour, we will have Councilman Joe Jones Award 1. You can ask him that particular question. I'm sure. Oh, I'm going to ask him about CPP as well because he sits on he's on that committee for CPP. Cleveland Public Mm -hmm. Guard. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to personally call him on my phone and plug it into the station. So if you're listening to www.wnrv. 108.1 108.1 Nerve DJ's Network or www.mixcloud.com. You will hear us talk to Joe Jones over the phone. He couldn't be here in studio. I wish he was to explain that particular situation and all this stuff like that. So we the, the thing about it is, is like I saw something on Facebook where this woman had a shutoff notice of over $2,000 and she was trying to get donations. Um, what what who was the shutoff notice for? Um, lights, CPP or probably C, um, probably CPP. And CPP will not work with their customers. They're, they that that's whole the problem. CPP needs to be revamped. They they are not customer centric. They need to be revamped. And you know when you call, I I've been on the phone with CPP years ago when I had them. And I, they nasty, they rude. They are, some of them just like y'all. Just what? Who did you wrong? They nasty. Who like so, like is like is it is it is it in the job training to come to to answer the phone with an attitude down at Cleveland Public Power? I'm just you know Brian Casey. I, you're the you're the chair. <sighs> you're the chair of that committee. You need to get them under control. Right. It's like come on now. And I heard people who call Cleveland Public Power on. Like, I, 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 like some, some of y'all just—they're terrible. They have bad attitudes. They act like they cannot work with their, you know, their customers. They don't want to give their customers extension. They don't take—is it PIP or HEAP? One of them. They do not take. They do not partake in in that energy assistant program. But why? First of all, why do we still have CPP anyway? We. Two electric, um, two electric stations competing in some in some areas. First Energy doesn't serve it's Cleveland Public. But Park. why don't they? They're using First Energy's lines. I don't know. I mean, the thing about it is, like you know, you it wouldn't have, it wouldn't take much for First Energy to come in. It it probably wouldn't. Here's the thing. Because I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna cut you off. On my street, uh-huh. I have CPP and I have Cleveland Public Power. Mm-hmm. My electric, I mean, I have CEI. My electric is CEI. But my street lights are CPP. Where they do that at? 
I guess they wanted to split things up. I don't know if it was trying to be fair to everybody for people to compete and compare their prices to pay the least CPP amount possible. CPP is higher. And it shouldn't be because it's a local utility company. You would think. Ah, so. And yeah. the badass attitudes of all the women over there. I bet they all got updos and long fingernails. Uh, hey, uh, I'll quit. I'll, I'll quit. You can. You can. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, I'll, I'll quit. All right, let's go back to. So, Dr. Montgomery, shout out to him for looking at my Facebook Live, saying that, you know, you know that he wants to start a war with Iran. But why? Why do you want to do that? It's like this guy has some type of sick fetish. Go find Stormy Daniels and play in her pocketbook. Go play with her cooch. Just grab him by the pussy. Damn! (laughs) Well... Isn't that what he does? She don't want us to, like, I'm glad you said grab him, buddy. You know what? I'm As a man, I am restricted to say some things. That That's what would, he does? Well, the thing about it is, like, you know, he should have pulled out a Stormy Daniels. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had another damn problem. But. This guy, he he's very, he's dangerous. Um, I think that the Republicans that are, are backing him or that are just, you know, riding him, you know, riding him till the wheels fall off. I think he has something on them. I, and the thing about it is, in like in Kentucky, which is the poorest state in the in the United States, how did Moscow Mitch Bitch McConnell get a set, get another term? Mr. Burns. Uh, yes, him. How did he do? How did that happen? Mr. Y'all Burns. so y'all so backwards. Y'all want to give this well, man Kentucky, another job? Kentucky's always been backwards. But it's, it's kind of like my home state of Mississippi. <sighs> They're not far apart. The problem is, is that they don't have no money. And, and the thing about it is, is McConnell was holding up. Well, some people might not have no money, but the rest of them. Now, you've been to Kentucky. It's poor as hell. Oh, the, yeah, I've been the, in the, 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 the only, The only thing that's probably. No yeah, no The only thing that's probably rich is the freaking um, sport of uh, the college teams. The con- and they have the, you know, the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. 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 So. Louisville's, not, Louisville's nice. Louisville's nice. New, Louisville's say. nice. No, 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 no. Not Louisville. 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 They, yeah, Louisville. Okay. Yeah, get it right. But, I mean, this guy, he he's just dangerous. I mean, we just need to prepare for the worst. And if the worst doesn't happen, we were all we were pre- prepared for it. But if we, we got to, yeah, he it's not going to change. It's not, this guy is just like a little kid. He's a kid in the a candy store. The problem is with this child is that he's being coddled like a spoiled one. By the people in this party, by his legal, de- like this is the third legal defense team. The t- other two just said, you know what, we're not going to do this because you're threatening the Constitution of the United States that was supposed to be for the people and by the people with him doing all these lawsuits. There is absolutely, positively no point anymore of him doing this. It's over. And, you know, he, he, what did he spend, like $3 million? He's going to write it off. These are all tax write-offs for him. If he didn't get it from his supporters, the loving people that supported him, I don't know if they have brain damage or what. If you're on here and you're still supporting him, I feel bad for you. Not that much, but I'm not giving you a dime if you lose your house giving him this money because this is a con game. He's getting all the money he can saying he's using it for the legal defense fund, but he's really using it all he can before he splits. That's keeping more money in his pocket and leaving you out to dry. What about that wall? 
Who was supposed to pay for the wall? Mexico was supposed to pay for the wall. Then it's supposed to go to the taxpayers supposed to pay for Where's the wall? Ain't no damn wall. Ain't no wall. Ain't no wall. You seen the wall, Jay? No. What's the call-in number again there? 216-249-6658. 216-249-6658. That is correct. 216-249-6658. All right, so when we come back, I'm going to make the call to Joe Jones, Council City Councilman of Ward 1. Before I do that, shout-out to Natalie Fitton, Mary Trevismo, Troy Harris. Um, you, Mary who? Trevisano. I'm sorry. Trevisano. Mary will butcher a name up. He will tear your name up. Charles Charles Chambers, Michelle Merritt, and a whole bunch of other people. And Dr. Dr. Richard Montgomery. Thanks for the update, Rich. We'll be right back with Joe Jones, the headline eye, no diggity.
flying first class from New York City to Black Street. What you know about me? Now don't be off the thing. Cartier wooded frame sported by my shorty. As for me, icy gleaming pinky diamond ring. We bees the baddest click up on this scene. Ain't you getting bored with these fake bang boards? I shows and proves, no doubt. I've been thinking so. Please excuse if I come across rude. That's just me. And that's how a play it's got to be. Stay kicking game with a capital G. Ask the people's on my block. I'm as real as can be. Word is born. Faking moves never been my thing. So, Teddy, pass the word to your nigga Chauncey. I'll be sending the call. Let's say around 3 30. Queen Pen and Black. Everybody, it's the queen with the gold mic from Headline Eye. And you can catch me every Wednesday from 6 until 8 p.m. on WNRV 108.1. This is WNRV 108.1. Looking to grow or expand your business? Yo, bro, you read my mind. Well, we have the perfect solution for you. Your business needs are important, and so is your advertising. Here at WNRV Power 108.1, we have marketing solutions for all your business needs and affordable pricing to keep you in the green. Give us a call today at 216-702-0688. That's 216-702-0688. Or email us at wnrvpower1081 at gmail.com today. What's up, y'all? This is Larry H. Gardner of the new show, The Headline Eye, coming at you every single Wednesday from 6 to 8 p.m. where we talking about hot subjects, spitting hot fire on WNRV 108.1 where we getting on your nerve. We got the music. Now we got the app. We worldwide, baby. The app at WNRV1081app.com. We're back with the headline eye and the interview that we all been waiting for. Um, if you can, 
T-Rex. You can go ahead and play the entrance music, even though he's on the phone, even though we don't do this in the studio, even though he's on the phone right now. So we're just going to, T-Rex can play the entrance music for um, uh, Mr. Jones, Brother Jones. So, on the phone right about now, what more can we say? We have Cleveland City Councilman of Ward 1, the Lee Harvard area, Joe Jones, is on the phone at this particular time. So, Councilman Jones, are you still there? Yes, sir. I'm still here, uh, uh, Brother Gardner. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? We're sorry you couldn't be in here. You You missed some great Angela Mia's pizza. And I had a meat lover special all ready for you. So yeah, probably Oh my God. I would have loved I would have loved to have done that. You know, my uh wife had me to run an errand to get down here and get my son from Ohio State University. And so please forgive me for uh not being in studio because I would have loved to have had the opportunity to share uh some of that good uh, toppings and that pizza with you and sister uh Jay Price. All right. So speaking of which um, Sister Price has some questions for you, so I'll let Jay. Would you have to? We're gonna let him, you know, get get on the phone real yeah, good. Let, yeah, yeah. let him get settled in. <laughs> so you are you at a quiet spot? So the thing about it is, is like I saw you out there. First of all, um, saw you out there on election day campaigning for Biden and Harris, and you know, as you know, they yeah. won. But the problem is, is that the old idiot will not leave the White House. So, what are your thoughts on that? Right. I, I think that that right now the country is in a crisis, but it it also shows you how weak uh, one party is versus how strong the other party uh, is in terms of their uh, brutal defiance uh, of um, of the proper process that should be taking place right now. Uh, and you could see that he for shadowed this is what he was going to do uh as early as as soon as he got he took office in uh uh in 2017 2018 and so so we we realize what we're dealing with we're dealing with a a man and a party who doesn't care about this country uh he came in saying he gamed the system and we see that he's only paid 750 dollars in his taxes on an annual basis and uh is a, a multi-billionaire uh he is a president who has feared hatred and division across this entire nation. Uh, and he has fundamentally attacked the very foundation by which this republic of democracy stands on, the right to free and fair elections. And in doing so, that is treasonous. He should be indicted and brought up on charges for treason in that instance. Him and his party has worked really hard to make it difficult for people to vote in this country. One box to drop off your ballot in all of one county, Cuyahoga County? Are you kidding me? That in itself should have made people very upset and angry. He lied to us about how deadly the coronavirus is. The blood of 250,000 Americans is on his hands and the Republican Party. If there was no other time that black people in this country, and minorities in this country, Hispanics and Latinos, and anyone who is non-white, if there was any other time that this that you should have came out and voted, it should have been in this election. He has filled 
the division of hatred and has fanned white racist organizations and institutions against citizens and minority citizens of this country. Mm-hmm. And to such a degree, he has come right out and said, go ahead, riot, and we're going to put you down. We're going to dominate you. We've never in the modern history ever heard a president talk like this. So am I shocked? I think they should go in office and take him out by any means necessary. If they have to club him upside his head to get him out the White House, I think they need to do whatever it takes to get him out. That's some strong words. And they need, and they need, and they need to grow some in order to go right on in there and tell them like it is. That's the kind of leadership that we need to have. And we've lost a lot of ground because those kind of people, they don't exist anymore. They're dead. They'd be 200 years of age. If they would have saw this foolishness that's happening right now, he would have never gotten into public office in the first place. Okay. So, so Councilman Jones, let me just kind of um, jump in here for a minute. You know, you're, you're saying that, you know, it's a, it's the party strength. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm going to just give it to you straight 100, no chaser. Both parties got issues. So, you know, if you're a Republican, it's an issue. If you're a Democrat, it's an issue. We got p- trouble on both sides of the fence. And, you know, we need to address from the Democratic side what we're going to do because we got to stop recycling these candidates. Um, we got to bring some fresh people into the Democratic Party and stop this favoritism that's going on within the Democratic Party. Um, so we need to address those issues. Um, I do believe that Trump is going to be leaving in January. There's no question about it. The American people have spoken. Right. We get down to the local elections, which will involve you. I mean, your seat is up for reelection. Um, I have witnessed and I have seen and I have read and I have talked to people. Um, they're mounting up, you know, people to run against you um, come November of next year for your council seat in Ward 1. Um, and I've heard everything that everyone has had to say um, that is going on in the Lee Harvard area, um, the influx in crime, um, you know, all the shootings, you know, the lack of services, everything that's going on in Ward 1. Um, so as a council person that is up for reelection, what can we expect from you to do for your constituents in Ward 1 to help them so that you can retain your seat? Because right now, Councilman, I'm going to be honest with you, all of y'all are failing. All of us are who, Ms. Price? Failing. Failing. You're failing your constituents. Right. So what what are you going to do? Well, well, I can tell you I already have a body of work, you know, so, you know, and I think that what's really important is this is democracy. So everyone has a right to run for democracy. Um, The the issue of the city of Cleveland is not something that just, just happened. This, this issue that we have right now in the city of Cleveland is, is more than just one seat. It is from the top on down. And so when we talk about the Lee Harvard War One area, I'm, I'm proud to say that we got money going. We, we got our, our community moving forward. In 14 years, we have not had any kind of production in our community. Roads falling apart. And as you probably can recall, four years ago, you you dodge one truck hole, you fall into a third world country. Yeah, Lee, Lee and Harvard we have brought we have brought in over thirty million. Yes, that's right, thirty million dollars in terms of road repair work throughout our entire community. 
we have brought in $14 million to do Miles Avenue. We have brought in $5 million to do East 131st Street. We brought in, in our community, in our neighborhood, we brought in a new recreational facility, the first of its type in all of the city of Cleveland, state-of-the-art facility, not with just one swimming pool, but with two swimming pools, at $16 million. And we just finished off with John F. Kennedy at $42 million. So when you look at our side infrastructure in terms of our streets, we've been able to pay with the difference of the rest of those funds our side streets. And when you add it all up, I'm just rounding it to $30 million, it's more. So I'm giving you the low end. In terms of our businesses and revitalizing our businesses in our community district, we've been working with companies like Kimco to attract new businesses from Germany to create new jobs in our community. We have challenged the Lee Harvard Shopping Plaza, which has let that, that plaza go down, no lighting, no nothing in it. We've had them brighten up those lights, clean up that facility. We've been dealing with all the different businesses that if you're not taking care of your business, if it doesn't look clean and you're not taking care of it, we're going to be on top of that. In terms of illegal dumping in our community, we've had so much illegal dumping going on, and as fast as they throw it down, we've developed the system to be able to pick it up. Challenging the administration to give us the resources that we need to have in order to bring our community back to some stability. When I took public office, our housing stock in our community was valued at about 40000 on the high end, $40,000 in 2017, 2018. Since that period of time, we in our higher areas of our community, that $40,000 price tag has turned to a $120,000 price tag. In our lower neighborhoods, when our housing value was lowered down to anywhere from 20000 to $5,000, you could pop for a house in, a, in some of our areas, in Pring Six that you would consider as our lower areas, and in the Kinsman areas, those housing price totals have now jumped from that respective five to 10000 starting at now 40000 and up to $69,000. That's a huge jump in just a mere three years of being in public office. So if who wants to come challenge me, I got 130 million reasons why you should vote for Councilman Joe Jones. And we can calm that nonsense down. Now, when it comes to crime in our community, crime is rampant throughout our neighborhood. You can go back and pull any of your YouTube tapes as it relates to crime and me fighting at that table of city council. The problem that we're having right now, unfortunately, is black-on-black -black crime. Our young men are just slaughtering and killing each other at wholesale. I have never I seen anything like it. Not, not to cut you off, Councilman and, Jones, I don't like to use the term black-on-black -black crime. I use the term crime because it could be any crime anywhere. I just don't like using that term on this station just on this show, period. But go ahead. And, and, right. and just well, kind of let me... Well, that, that, that is a major issue. And 
And in dealing with that, I've been on the phone with our commander in the 4th District. I've talked to the chief of the police department. I've even went and had conversations with the mayor of the city of Cleveland as relates to getting more police visibility and availability in the Lee Harvard War One area. And what we've been able to do, we brought the first security system light, lighting systems throughout our entire neighborhood. Uh, we have them fully installed throughout our neighborhood to help with security in our community. In our Lee Harvard Shopping Plaza, I've supported that, that new management company to bring in more police over there because it's, it's at nighttime, people are being harassed over there, uh, and, and we've been able to lighten that up like a ballpark in addition to having those security cameras uh, put throughout our entire neighborhood. And I think at the end of the day, we will have something like 80 different camera locations throughout our community um, in terms of, of, of capturing uh, events as they happen live time. Okay, so, so okay. those are some of the things that I can touch upon in terms, Ms. Price, in terms of safety and security. And I'm a council member who has his cell phone out there. So when you need to touch base with me as a citizen, you can call me on my cell phone. It's out there. It's on my literature. It's on my billboards. It's, it's out there. When you need to call Councilman Joe Jones, you're going to reach him, and that's where we, that's where I am on that cell phone. And I have people, Ms. Price, call me at nighttime to tell me to go and because they've called the police, and the police did not do anything about that loud music. I go to people's house and knock on their doors. Can you please keep this mo this music down? You're disturbing the peace. And, and, and I will say, you know, that is a true statement because I've called you when I had a situation when I lived in your ward. So I will I will give you that. And you do answer your phone. But back to the crime that's happening in the ward one area. And you have labeled it black on black crime, which Larry has said he doesn't like to use that terminology, you know, on the show. But, you know, crime is crime. And, and Larry, I, you know, I do say it all the time um, with us as well. How do you combat that? Um, you spoke about Trimco. Um, you working with them, what type of MOU, I mean, um, uh, memorandum of understandings do you have with Trimco? Do you have any CBA agreements with them? If they're coming into the community, are they offering any jobs and any type of workforce training? Because I know that you sit on, you're one of the committee people where Kevin Bishop is actually the chair of the Workforce Development Board. Are you guys trying to do anything with Trimco to get our young black men off the streets and give them a job right. to give them something to do so that we can cut the crime all throughout the city and you're saying yeah you know it's all throughout the city but you and i both know that ward one has been on fire as well as ward two has been on fire with crime and the crime rates are extremely well, high unfortunately i don't have the well, numbers in front of me right now because i couldn't pull mm -hmm. them but, you know, I can get the numbers, but what are you going to do to curb crime? What type of jobs are y'all going to get for our black men? Because I haven't seen anything come aboard since Kevin Bishop has been the chair of the workforce and none of his committee people have done anything as well. So that's why I say you guys are failing and you guys have done nothing to move this city forward in the allocations of your CDBG block grant dollars. Where are they being allocated to? 
what type of services are you guys giving the constituents in your prospective wards? Because we know we're lacking in services. And I don't mean to sound critical, but I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm over in Anthony's ward right now, Harrison's ward, and we're getting new pipes and everything and all that. But we still have an issue with this crime. And you guys are not addressing the root of the issue that we need more jobs in the black community so that our black men can go to work every day. Right. So, you know, again, you know, when you are a human being, you can't do it all by yourself. So you need all the assistance you can get. And, and I, and first of all, I just, I love your passion. So I'm excited by it. We need to get everybody fired up the same way. One person, two people are not going to help to make that difference. They can have an impact. But the issue comes down to how do we begin the process to deal with employment, if I'm hearing that correctly, Yes. one. And two, how do we deal with the crime in the community? And those are really great questions, and they've unfortunately have been the struggle as well as a bane in the side of our people and our community for quite some time. Now, what we have, I can't say what others have done. I can only talk about who, what I've done. I can't, you know, give, you know, Go an ahead. account to the chairman, bishop, or anyone else in the city of Cleveland. But what I can tell you is that I got, you know, I got a direct connect. Amazon is up in Northfield. Um, I get people hired on at Amazon. Um, we've had Dave's, Dave's Food Market. You know, we've had people uh, go to days. We send folks there. People call me all the time looking for jobs. And I encourage your listeners who are on the phone, call me. My cell phone, 216-355-0017. Again, that cell phone is 216-355-0017. I dare you to call. I dare you if you got the guts. If you're looking for employment and you really want a job, I dare you to call this number. I'm looking for you to call this number if you got any guts. And if you really want to work, I got a job for you. So, again, my cell phone number is 216-355-0017. And I'm waiting to hear from you, like right now. And so now at the end of the day, I got jobs lined up for young men who don't even come. They don't even mm -hmm. take the test. They don't even take the drug test. Oh, God. Because so we, we know they're not going to be able to job, pass it. No, no, Ms. Price. Ms. Price, I'm on the ground. But they're not going to be able to pass a drug ground, test. We already know this. On, I'm, knocking, I'm knocking on the doors. I'm talking to the people. I'm at the barber shops. I want young people to get jobs. I want young men to join the police department. I'm out there fighting right now to try to get a in the city of Cleveland's Cleveland public schools in the Cleveland public schools. Uh -huh. And if you look at when you go on, on the YouTube and you look up Joe Jones, you will see me fighting at the table with the administration to make it so that all of these jobs that we have in the city of Cleveland, when these people age out, there's opportunities. We should have the Cleveland public schools connected into the Cleveland of city departments to get the jobs in the water department to get the jobs in the electric utility department cleveland public power to get the jobs uh in um 
the administration uh-huh. in recreational facilities. Okay. At the airport. Okay. What about what those up? jobs are always constantly and available. And that, they that, open you're, up. And you're right. You, you, they are constantly open and available, Councilman Jones. But the city of Cleveland's HR department don't never call nobody back. They barely even look at your resume. You can apply for a job, and it's two years later. And I've had this conversation with Natalie over in HR at the lack of you know, turnaround time that the city of Cleveland calls people back. We first got to clean up the administration down there in city hall. Then we got to go and clean up HR to get them to do their job. Right. And all these chiefs running around down at the city of Cleveland and all your HR people to get them to do their job. Because you're right. There are jobs available in Cleveland, but no one's getting called for them unless you are a friend of a friend or a friend of a friend or a friend of another friend. And they're not calling you and i'm just keeping it all the way 100 with you because that's what's well, happening got, down got, there they got my they got they got my cell phone so i'm ready to serve and, and, and you I, know God it's it's a good here. thing God that you're saying me. that you got people hired God, they can God, go work at amazon God, that's good but we're God, taking God. jobs out of the city God. of cleveland God. and taking it to warrensville we need to put money back into the city of what? cleveland right, so we right. can get those tax dollars don't send them to warrensville over there brad's area bring them back into cleveland so we can get these tax dollars so that we can get the revenue that we need to get our community back to where it needs to be get them jobs in cleveland make these companies like your trim codes of the world make them sign these cbas make them sign a memorandum of understanding okay. so that we can well, get jobs well, for they, our black men they, 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 they are doing that miss price the 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 Trimco is looking for employees now so if you got someone who wants to be hired or you know someone have them call 216-355-0017 and we will make sure that they get right in those locations where they need to go so they can get employed. Now, when we talk about Amazon, the whole purpose of employment is so that people can make something out of themselves. So wherever the job is at and you can get it to them, get it to them. So whether it's in Northfield or it's in Garfield, wherever it's at, my job is my God put me on this planet to help my people. So I'm going to do the best I can where I can get them the help they can get fast. Because I tell you, sister, it's not easy out here. And when you and and for small young entrepreneurs and black owners and black people who own their own businesses, it's really difficult. Right. And so as I utilize my office, I try to help even our young black folks out, the the ones who are entrepreneurs who who who've established themselves, maybe a little bit of green, don't know no better, and then I work with them to to work in the Lee Harvard neighborhood in our community, you know. So. I, I'm 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 I want to work and build the bridge wherever I can work and build that bridge so that I might be a blessing with the little time that God has given me on this planet to exist. Right. And so while I'm in existence, my job, my first priority is how can I serve my people good? How can I make it better? Second priority, how do I serve my over super serve my people? Third priority, how do I make sure I bring the resources to my neighborhood? so that we can stabilize out our community. Because I tell you one thing, if we lose the Lee Harvard War One area, we've lost the entire city of Cleveland. And we have seen the city of Cleveland's east side deteriorate for the last 16 years. Shouldn't that so be a- this is nothing new. This is nothing new that we're dealing with. This is an ongoing issue. And all hands right now need to be on deck. So when we're looking at next year's elections, on who's going to be 
the mayor of the city of Cleveland, then we got to get serious about how we're going to improve our educational system. We need to be serious about how we're going to do those things you're talking about, keep our citizens safe. And those are the major topics that should be talked about. And, it, and we shouldn't be watering down the conversation. We should come at it just like you're coming at it. We should face those challenges. We should grab that bull by the horn and pull it down to the ground and, if necessary, break his neck well, so that we can get what we need in the neighborhood. But we won't be able to do that unless we're working together as a team. And that has been another problem for our community. Well, that was the, the thing we about We don't it. work together. Well, here's the thing. We kind of- fight each other. We tear each other down, and we're nasty to one another. And, and, and that and, has to you're lead. Right. And you're we right. And we got to get a right. sense of God. We have to get a sense of God in us. And then we have to, instead of tearing someone down, why don't you go and talk to them? You don't even know them. Why don't you go talk to her? You don't even know her. I got people right now willing to go 100 against a person, and they don't even know what they are doing. So why don't you get over there? Is my always my motto, and go and deal with them. And, and you're you're, you're absolutely correct. Make, I'll be right. the first you're one right. to tell you. You're right. I'll be the first. I've had people who have dogged me out, was nasty to me at meetings or podiums or or whatever this this the piece may be, and I won't dog them back. I will stand my ground though, because I will not. I feel that if you let this president be the president of the United States of America, you ain't gonna come talk to me sideways. I'll deal with you sideways if you come talking to me sideways. And and that's that's a good that's a good way to be. That's a good way to do it. That's a good way to do it. That's a good way to, I'll, I'll, good way to be. I'll right. pull you. I'll pull you to the side though. Watch this. I'll pull you to the side, and this is what I say to all of them. And 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 and, and anyone who is or wants to be an enemy, that's on them. I'm not trying to be your enemy. I'm not even trying to deal with you on that level. But I will pull you to the side. And say, hey, maybe I said something in the past that offended you, maybe uh, 20 years ago when I first ran for council and was successful uh, being councilman for uh, eight years and bringing over $120 million in, at that time and building 50 new homes in the neighborhood, brand new off scratch, and bringing over five new businesses in the Industrial Parkway, creating 250 new jobs, and putting together the Lee Harvard Shopping Plaza $30 million deal, and bringing in BP Gas Station and Walgreens, and also Burger King, and then bringing in infrastructure, changing the neighborhood. Yeah, I'll pull you to the side and say, if I said something, did something to you, I apologize for that. I don't want to offend you. How do we build the bridge? How do we work together? Because what I'm finding out right now, the reason why we're so unsuccessful, not only in this city, in the urban cores of this country, we have failed to work together. And because of that division, it has fueled our schools to be the worst educational centers in this nation. Now, I can understand one city, but the majority of them? Right. Really? Right. And the poverty and the poverty in the black neighborhood, really? All of them? All right. right. Here, and we're, here's, and we're killing here, each other like we right. like we're in a slaughterhouse, like a video game. Really? Here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. And I'm speaking from a black woman's perspective in a leadership role that has been in a leadership role and has worked with you, Zach, Terrell, Blaine, all these guys. 
and I don't want you to take this as an attack or or take it in a, in a very negative no, way. No, no. No, until got, our black men, black I live with every thank day. you, until our black men embrace the strong black sisters that's out here in these trenches with you guys, we're not going to get to where we need to be. Yeah, we because a lot of you black men that are in leadership don't embrace your black sisters. And I think you know that to be 100% true. And we got a, uh, we got oh, a black on, VP. Hold on. To, uh, hold on. Now, what I'm about to say, I ain't trying to get a rise in you, but I'm going to say it because I'm a straight shooter. At the end of the day, there needs to be a coming together of both our black men and our women. I agree. Just right. as you want your black man to ride and die with you, you also have to be able to know how to ride and die with your black man. And we you do. Can't go we grab do. the steering wheel. You can't, you can't, it's only one driver can drive the steering wheel at the time. So you can't go running over there grabbing the steering wheel just because you feel some kind of way and take the car off into a ditch. And so at the end of the day, there has to be mutual respect. And that comes down with, unfortunately, something that we have not been taught. And that is how to select your mate. Because whoever you select as your mate can make and break you in life. And that's a critical piece. And when you've gotten into a relationship with either a strong black woman or a strong uh, black male, then you guys need to learn how to work together, learn how to communicate, learn how to love one another in your communications. And then you need to step back and say, and this is for me because I feel this way. I think I, I believe all men are this way. I'm not sure if all men are this way, but I know God has built me this way. I want to know how I can please my woman. It makes me happy to know that I'm pleasing to my wife. I go out of my way to try to be pleasing to her. And it's just a part of my personality. You got no choice. You know, She's a judge. You know, <laughs> well, no, it's not even it's not even about a judge and title. Just, that just doesn't kidding. mean anything at the end of the day. At the end of the day, type and in fact, let me just tell you, I don't I'm not caught up in this title. I could care less. I swore never to run for public office ever again after my name was smeared and demeaned all over the place. I was hurt and broken to the core for something I didn't even do and couldn't believe it. So coming back, titles don't mean nothing to me. The only thing that means something to me is that hopefully at the end of what I do and the body of my work, I brought a smile on the face of the living God. That's what care, That's what matters to me. That's my real motivation and stimulation. All the rest of this other stuff, I could care less about a title. It means nothing to me. What means something to me is that at the end of the day, I'm out there right now helping that woman who just got evicted out of her house, who has nobody to help her, and I'm pulling money out of my own personal pocket to help her with moving and storage. That's what matters to me. So at the end of the day, it is about how we as human beings serve one another. Mm -hmm. And so when Trump was in, in office, when he was the president, I was hurt to the core of my existence. I couldn't even believe what was happening. And I couldn't even believe that half of this country is in a dark zone of hate just because you're black. Incredible. I didn't even know it was this, this. I knew it was bad. But I didn't know it was this bad. It's terrible. It's very terrible. It's, I mean, it's it's it's. Yeah. I mean, so, these are so deplorable we, we, conditions. We, 
We got a lot of work to do. And so when, after this election went over, and let me tell you, they didn't like the fact that I got out there and started campaigning. They didn't like the fact that I was getting people out there voting. I got harassed 17 times by police officers with my sound truck out in the neighborhood. I put out 38,000 robocalls in the neighborhood saying vote, vote for Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. 38,000 calls. Then I swung around in the process of all that and put down 4,000 Biden-Harris yard signs in my neighborhood and throughout the greater Cleveland area, and even went as far as Palmer putting signs down because people had gotten word that I had the signs and they were calling me up to get a sign on their yard. And that's what it takes. And, and, and this money, the majority of it, 8,000 of it, came out of my personal pocket to help the Biden and Harris campaign that they didn't even pay for. Only thing they paid for was the 2500 for the sound truck. And that didn't come until the last two weeks of the campaign, which you know the campaign is over with. So when, sister, when you tell me, Sister Price, that there's a problem with both parties, you're absolutely right. Parity a party, and you have to tell the truth like it is, we've got Dixiecrats in it. They're still there. Mm. And, and, and that's the reason why, one of the reasons why we're still in the conditions that we're in. Because when they make moves and power moves, and our people are not there, we have some of those Democrats who are Dixiecrats who turn a blind ear to it. So, and that's why our conditions are the way they are. So we must, after this election is over with, I've resigned myself that I am not going to stop, that I'm going to do something in the state of Ohio doing whatever forces I can to turn this state blue again. Well, I don't I don't uh, think historically um, Ohio has always been a red state. I think Cuyahoga County has always been blue. But once you start going south, it's red. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you know, th- that, that saying of so goes Ohio, so goes the White House um, is not true anymore. I think we've kind of passed that torch on to either um, Georgia, no, I think, I think North Carolina, I mean, have, um, or Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. We have the state of Ohio for the last 200 years with the exception of this election, has always selected the next president of the United States. Right. We always did that. So if it was a Democrat, it flipped blue to the Democrat. When Barack Obama ran, it flipped blue. When Clinton ran, it flipped blue. Uh, so when I'm talking about uh, the um, not Hillary, but um, uh, her husband. And, and when Jimmy Carter ran, it flipped blue. So whenever there was a selection of the president winning the United States of America, this this state of Ohio has always flipped in that direction. It didn't flip this time, but that doesn't mean. And this is how, this is where I stand out on all issues and everything uh, that is on this planet Earth. I believe that the impossible can become possible. Well, the and word the word says impossible itself. Well, yeah, yeah, it says impossible. The word itself says impossible. Well, Impossible not, means you, you have to fight. That's why that's why we have to work together. We have to fight. When they are in the minority, they stick together. They work together. They put the plan together, and they execute that plan. And even though they may be in the minority, they still come out later winning and becoming the majority. Right. And so that means that all the Democrats have to be on the same page. Nancy Pelosi should have like two to three hundred investigations right now. If she's doing her job, 
she should have two to three hundred investigations going on right now on the president of the United States. Every time you would have tweeted, I'd have put an independent investigator on it. She has the power, she has the resources, and she controls the entire Congress. Well, some people said that she... And so she has the ability to do that. And so what really tips me off is the fact that we're not doing it. Well, he's about to leave anyway by now, hook or by the, crook. Now, does it, it, it doesn't matter. If, if this was Barack Obama had done the things that this president has done, they would already have him in jail, he'll be in orange jumper suits, and they will be executing him right now. Well, we already know that. So, so, so the issue is, so the issue is, we need to have the same tenacity. We need to have the same uh, capacity and ability to go in and do the work that we need to do to be successful. To do the work that we need to do to change the conditions of our education. To do the work that we need to do to change our community so it's safe. When we have that same sense of intensity and we have that same sense of mindset in place then truly we'll be like the great ones who sacrificed their lives in order for change to happen like Martin Luther King Jr. Whose sense of stability lasted upon how soon those conditions was going to change. That's the kind of fire that we need to bring. And that fire needs to come with us, first of all, putting the plan together, executing the plan, but coming together in love, knowing that we serve an awesome God and that the impossible can be made possible. Right. And so even though our conditions look sad today, that doesn't necessarily mean they need to be sad tomorrow. All right. All right. Councilman Jones, we're going to have to let you go. I know you're busy, and we're, we're going to finish the rest of the show. I thank you for your input. Jay, you have anything to say before we let the councilman go? So you know, I think that, you know, you said it all, and you have a blessed night. God bless you. And you Thank know, you. And, 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 and the next time you go to buy Bob Evans with Councilman Conwell, invite me. Thank you very much. You know, <laughs> that ain't fair. I'm going to invite you, and, and, and I'm going to invite Jay. I want to sit down with that sister. I like her. All right, so. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I guess you. So. And, and thank you very much because, you know, out of all the city council people, I can always contact you personally. Well, go ahead. And councilman, yes, sir. And yes, and be honest with me. Issue sixty-eight, no support, correct? I'm sorry, you broke up. There. It, I'm sorry. I issue sixty-eight, you didn't support it, correct? Hello. Issue sixty-eight. Yes. Okay, I hear you now. Issue sixty-eight. Issue sixty-eight. You didn't yes, support sir. it, right? Did I do what? You didn't support issue sixty-eight, right? Oh yes, I did support issue sixty-eight. You did. Okay, because someone. Yeah, I, and I supported issue sixty-eight. Here's why I support it. Even though I had people who were saying I shouldn't support sixty-eight, or and they also, uh, you know, said whatever they had to say. I had to call the campaign and say, "Hey, you need to get me on your campaign." And here's why I supported issue sixty-eight. Here's the most fundamental reason why I did it is because I believe that any civilized uh, race of beings or people who live on this planet, you should always invest in educating the future our children deserve to have the best education that we can give them and so even though i did not and i do not like the way the system is being run i'm nervously optimistic that change can happen and we don't need to pull the 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 resources out of the system and not voting for it and then allow the system to get far worse than what it is right now 
So I believe in always investing in the future of, of young people and giving them the opportunity and the tools that they need to have and the encouragement that they need to have so that they can be the best human beings possible so that we can take it from the one generation and build on to the next generation so that our neighborhoods and the future of our city survives. All right. So, Councilman, thank you very much. We're going to let you go. Um, you have a blessed night. Uh, say hello to the wife for me, Judge, Judge Jones. So when we come back, more of the headline eye. So just take a listen. Thank you very much for everybody tuning in on Facebook Live, and uh, we'll have the replay later. We'll be right back. Peace.
We hope that you're enjoying your evening. Be sure to do your part. Stay six feet apart. Thank you for wearing your mask and practicing social distancing guidelines during your visit. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. It's the queen with the gold mic from Headline Eye. And you can catch me every Wednesday from 6 until 8 p.m. on WNRV 108.1. We got the music. Taste, taste, taste. 
Looking to grow or expand your business? Yo, bro, you read my mind. Well, we have the perfect solution for you. Your business needs are important, and so is your advertising. Here at WNRV Power 1081, we have marketing solutions for all your business needs and affordable pricing to keep you in the green. Give us a call today at 216-702-0688. That's 216-702-0688. Or email us at WNRVPower1081 at gmail.com today. DJ Calvin, we the best. Who? We nigga, we the best. The runners, I represent the ghetto across the world, and you represent the hood. Two hands in the sky. I'm so listen. I got my pants below my waist, and I never dance when I'm in this place. Cause you and your man is planning to hate. I'm so these goals up in my mouth if you get closer to my house then you know what i'm talking about i'm out the hood and if you feel me put your hands up my hood niggas can you stand up if you're not from here you can walk it out and you're not hood if you don't know what i'm talking about everybody want to motherfucking know why i dress so fly sit so high bitch i do it for the hood bitch ass niggas i do it because of cool Heavy stars in my jeans, please. Folks X in my white tee. Living life like a G, that's why these bitch ass niggas wanna fight me. But I ain't gonna play with them. Uh uh-uh, uh, rather than the AK hit them. Tough niggas get fucked up and put on ice for the rest of their life. I'm straight out the hoods, bruh. See, that's who I do it for. And my low class ghetto ass just renewed my ghetto ass. Okay, I wear my pants below my waist and I never dance when I'm in this place. Guess you and your man is planning to hate I'm so these goals up in my mouth If you get closer to my house Then you know what I'm talking about I'm about the hood And if you feel me Put your hands up hood. My hood niggas Can you stand so up hood. If you not from here You can walk it out And you not hood If you don't know what I'm yeah. talking about I'm so hood Yeah Four five off in the ride Four plus for me to get high Fill a bump when I ride by I'm so I got them hate talking like blinds. Niggas keep dropping like flies. Snitching they gon' cut no time. I murdered one of you fuckness. Probably for your last. And now come to me. All right. We're back. The headline I. I'm so hood by DJ Khaled. We the best. Shout out to Kalsman. I don't know what you were doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We so hood. We so we we so hood. I know. We ain't taking no shit for nobody. You see that name on there anywhere? What? Right. So. Okay. What name y'all talking about? I was trying to show you, but you didn't want to get up. You'll have to see it on the next break. Ah, I see it on the next break. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, um... Shout out to good interview. That was a good interview. Shout out to Councilman Cleveland City Councilman Award One Lee Harvard Area Joe Jones for talking to us via phone. Even though being right here is important, even though we're having uprises for the pandemic, stay stay. Anytime you guys want to come on, just come on. Just come on. So 
Be prepared to the, sit in the hot seat. Right. You gon' you 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 we we probably gonna get on your nerves. Speaking of your nerve, www.wnrv108.1. We getting on your nerve. Nerve DJs Network or www.mixcloud.com. Um, along with the Human T-Rex. Thank you very much for that interview. Thank you very much, Joe Jones, again. But we got to get back to some business. So, Jay, what did you think about the interview? What do you, what do you mean? You. What do you think? Because you, 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 you pretty much, you pretty much, you was on, you was on your shit, pretty let me, much. Let me, let me just say this. You know, with, the, with counsel, uh-huh. you, you guys have to understand that, you know, T, can you turn, your, turn me up? I'm going you know, to bring it to you. Because, you know, and I don't, I'm not being disrespectful. Um, I'm not trying to come across as being rude. I'm coming across because I'm very passionate about this. And, you know, we have to really begin to hold our council people accountable to what we expect of them. And, you know, far too long, we've just kind of held them, you know, to a certain level. And now we have to hold them to a higher level because we got too much going on in our community to just let them just not be held accountable for stuff that's going on. Because they're the ones that can change the narrative in their perspective wards that can change the community as a whole. So I just need all you council people to do your jobs. And I'm studying y'all right now because all of y'all are up for election next year. So none of you will go unscathed by me. I know all the committees that you serve on. I know if you're a chairperson, if you're a vice chair, if you're just a committee person, I know what these committees are supposed to be doing. So when you come on here or if you come on the show, be prepared to say what it is that you've done in your committee seats to change the things that are going on in the city of Cleveland. And Brian Casey, I'm calling you out right now because you need to have a conversation with the powers to be over at CPP because what happened and what TV, what Fox eight uncovered about CPP and their customer service and the money that these people are paying CPP and they could not even get through when their power was out. And tomorrow we're supposed to have high winds again. So Brian Casey, I'm calling you out right now. That you get on the phone with the powers to be over at CPP because that is your committee that you are the chair of. And you get them prepared to be able to take calls from customers to answer the phone. If you, while y'all sending out um, evic, uh, um, disconnection notices, while you doing while you're doing that, and this the, this problem with Cleveland Public Power with the atrocious customer service has been going on for years. When I was a customer, I had a problem with one of my bills around the time that my like they're my terrible. Son was born. And y'all are so some of some of the people at CPP. I don't know if y'all could be waitresses at high end restaurants at this particular point in time because y'all some of them are horrible. They, no, no, horrible is not even, that's not even a good word. No, they're well, terrible. What is it? Terrible, horrible. They're terrible. Atrocious, they're atrocious. Atrocious. So that has, that has to change. And it's like we can't just accept it for the status quo. Oh, it is what it is with them. No. And they, we know that people, change. we know that people are having trouble paying their bills. Right. Which brings me to the water and sewer department. Shame on you, Mayor Jackson. Shame on you. But Brian Casey, that's you again, 
that's you again you need to talk to the mayor because you know it's an issue with people having to pay their water bills and sewer bills y'all don't need no money there y'all are sitting on a surplus in water and sewer you have a surplus why are you lifting the moratorium right. to start disconnecting right. people's services you don't need the money help the people out brian i'm calling on you i'm calling you out because that's your committee as well that's the, here's the problem with you know brian you you fucking up excuse me i hate to say it like that but you are and, you know, Mayor Jackson, I don't understand why lifting the moratorium, considering that your the your governor or your boss, Mayor Jackson, has said that he's about to do a show. Like 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., restaurants and bars are shut down from that time to that time because the rise in coronavirus has struck, has been upward. Some of these places... Some of these counties in Ohio, instead of being red, are going to purple. That means high risk to catch COVID-19. And we're still in a pneumonia so season. We, so we saying that the corona come out at... I don't know what the fuck we're saying. Stop yelling, Larry. Please stop yelling. I'm sorry. no disrespect to any of... Your mic, you can't like... Um, yeah, it, it's... I don't it's know the, if it's this one. That cord. It's the cord, like how you wrap the mic around. In front of you, right? The mic, the mic yeah. cord. You can't do the mic cord like that. I didn't do that to this mic cord. Uh, it was like that already. Okay. It's cool, it's cool. It's but I think it's it's this. No, no, that's the mic. Oh yeah, I didn't do uh, that. Yeah. It was already like that. Right. But um, the thing what you're talking about, T, that's a good point. And I don't mean to make light of you know this COVID nineteen and this pandemic, or you know people that have lost loved ones to it. But you know um. Uh, uh, what was his name? R Richard. He made a good point. Richard Starr. Goodrich. Goodrich. Okay, yeah. How does it know at ten p.m.? <laughs> How do you it can? Know? Uh, and I think Mariah, you know, made a comment that you know it, it's something. You know, I, I can't remember what she said or what she wrote, right. but it's just like I have to agree. How is it that at ten p.m. That this right. is when the the, the the highest spread right. level takes place. Right. I, I mean, I, I really want to. I'm I'm being serious because I'm behooved by that. And, and and there's no scientific data that backs up this 10 p.m. um curfew. This 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew. There's no scientific data that backs that up. If anybody has it, I mean, I would like to see it. And I'm not making light of the situation because I've had a nephew that had it. I've had a family member that has died from it. We had my aunt who passed away in June. Check for it. She did not have it. I've had other friends that are close to me that have had this, you know, the COVID-19 right. coronavirus. I've, I've, I've witnessed it. I've been in the mix of it all. I've had consumers that have had it. I work in the industry, so I get it. Right. So don't come at me talking about you're being insensitive. No, I'm not. Well, the thing about it is like, well, the same people will say they'll just some people are just going to disagree with you just because they want to disagree with you because, because, they it's, because it's you. They want to argue because it's the queen. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know everything. And I don't. I don't, I don't know. And, and, and because I had people argue with me just because it's me. Because they, I could be, you can be, everybody else can be perfectly right. I can say the same thing. Oh, you're a sheep. You're just following. Even though you can be absolutely, I can be absolutely right on the situation. But because it's me, yeah, it happens. 
we need to let that petty shit go. Uh, and as far as I understand that where you're coming from, but the thing about it is you can catch the tour, you can catch the corona at two thirty in the afternoon, eating right. a bagel, eating a bagel, watching ridiculousness on MTV on cable. You yeah. can, yeah, you can like the you thing. You can catch it anytime, any, any, anytime, anywhere. The problem is, there's is no that, time clock on it. The problem is, is that I think because there's been a lot of later gatherings going on at night because everything happens at night. I don't know why. Listen, I don't have a clue how to handle this. Like, I don't have a clue how to handle this. The only thing I say is wear your mask, social distancing, Thanksgiving. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Right. Pretty much. The stuff you should have been doing already. True. But we know some people that don't do that shit. We know that. There's some nasty people on the timeline on Facebook. We know. So, and we're going to keep it to the cell. But I ain't going to be at your house on Thanksgiving. I don't care if it was a pandemic or not. But speaking of Thanksgiving, social distance. I know people want to have gatherings. And the thing about it is, is like, the wine is not going to be in everybody's home. I don't. The memes are funny. Like, he's peeking around to see how many people are in your house. Uh, I saw that. I, yes, but that's 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 hilarious to me. But yeah, yeah, it, it's like this: you're not going to have, you're not going to have everybody. It, like, just make sure that you're safe. And if you have older relatives that are susceptible to catching it, stay away from them if you can. I know it's Thanksgiving; you want to be around, but make sure you take the proper things because you know. I don't care how much that turkey costs. Well, that turkey costs me $30. Well, that hospital bill is going to cost your ass $50,000. So take your pick. Just take your pick at your own risk. That's all I'm saying. I mean, the thing about it is at this point, we're living with it. We're- I mean, yeah, we're living with it, and it's probably going to be around for a while. I think I just find it amazing that we've gone straight from flu season to COVID season. Yeah. yeah. We, we're just not. We, we, uh, we just, we're just going to buy the flu season. Yeah, pretty much. It's, and it's, everything is COVID now. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's still the and, and, and there's the common cold. Concerning, very concerning. To me, and, and the thing about it is, the one thing that we're going to need. This is why I said the administration needs to go, is because the House and the Senate are still fighting over stimulus packages, the Heroes Act, the Cares Act, things of that nature, and because the Republicans still want to coddle this baby ass, baby ass, lame duck president. Um, they don't want to do anything else. And then the thing about it is with the Democrats, Pelosi in general, you know, you need like some of these these old leaders, and I don't care what size of the coin that they are, you know, Councilman brought up Dixiecrats, you know. So the thing about it is, is like we have to get rid of these. Uh, how can I put it to you like this? We got to get rid of these fucking hypocrites in office. I don't care which party they are. I don't care where side of the coin are they on. I don't care what side of the coin they flip on. They need to go. They need to be voted out. And these Senate seats are up next year as well. So they need to just go ahead um, and do that. So we need to stop. We need to just, you know what, just, just, you know, voting the same person in over and over again unless they're making progression. And I don't care if you're a friend of mine. It goes for city, local, judicial races. You can be mad at me all you want, but the thing about it is, is like, you know, unless you're making progress, and I know it takes time because you might have inherited some messed up stuff. And by the way, Biden is inheriting a whole ass pandemic. And if we don't be careful, we're gonna get in a war. All right, that's if the. If we don't get this, this fool out of here, he's gonna be get. We're gonna have a war. 
Right. So we 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 gotta. He's like that said. Trump's gotta go flat out. And I want to give a couple of shout outs to um, Natalie and Gregory Stringer. Hey, Natalie. And also, she was hanging and Mary Trevisano for hanging with us on the um, JoJo's inter- um, phone interview. But as far as the city council people, whatever council you are, Cleveland, Euclid, Maple, whatever si- out, suburb, in inner city or outside suburb, if you're not doing your job, you gonna we're lose, gonna call you out. You gonna and you gonna, gonna you and anyway. you gonna lose your job. You know, I'm like y'all. Y'all see me as like rapid fire, so you know I don't want to play that song. I really don't. What song is that? You about to lose your? They made a mix about the lady talking to the police officer talking about you about to lose your job, and I will play it for you. And it's I not. Never heard. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a remix. It, it's a, it's remi- a remix. It's a remix called "You About to Lose." I gotta find that on YouTube somewhere. Let me see if I can. It's a remix. It's a remix. Okay. Yeah, let me find it. Me and the mic, we're not. I guess the devil. Trying to shut me up today. You going in like the reason you going in and out is because of the simple fact of the matter is you didn't burnt it up. You gotta burn. Uh, All right. So. Okay. So while. Hopefully, that, hopefully that'll work. Yeah. Hopefully, it won't keep going in and out. Hold on, let me play this. What is this layer you playing? You about to lose your job? Oh my god! You said you wanted to hear it. I've never heard it. Hold on. But you know, just you know, just so you know, our council people understand. You you have job, a job get to this do. Dance. You about to lose your job because you are detaining me for nothing. You about to lose your job. It's a TikTok sensation. Business. You're too old to be on TikTok. <laughs> I'm in the wrong business. My son downloaded TikTok and he's eight. I'm in the wrong business. I promise you. Oh, outlet T. Can you? Okay. All right. Yeah, because somebody, I don't know who wrapped it around. So. It was a. It was after the George Floyd thing. A lady was being detained by a police officer. What she did? She said, just said he was. He arrested her for nothing, and she just said, "You about to lose your job because you detaining me." And all of a sudden, it went. You know, things go viral, and everybody was mixing it. And somebody they, did a remix. Yeah, of it? They, that's the remix of it. Oh my God! Nobody had anything else better to do, huh? I mean, it was a pandemic. He, that person was probably out of work. They heard it on YouTube. We got too much time on That's our why hands. we need to get some jobs back in the community so we don't have to have too much time on your hands. But the thing about it is, is like they had people dancing. Like the one when Joe Biden, they had Joe Biden playing something on his cell phone, and it was it was like a YouTube commercial that said, you about to play this, you about to lose your job. It had Trump dancing, Obama dancing, you know, it was just like a whole bunch of people just moving, and I like this one had Elmo in it. So, but you know, people. Okay, so people. People.
people's attitudes have changed and everybody's happy right now. Everybody has a different, um, there's a different feel in the air. And I, I get it because now we're getting this idiot out of, out of office. But in the same token, people, there's still work to do. Right. So this is not it. There's still work to do. And we have got to put the work in to get the desired results that we're striving for. So don't think just because we got this orange idiot out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue that it's going to be easy from this point. No, it's not because he's leaving a mess behind. So we've got to do what we need to do to help Biden and Harris while they're in these seats for the next four years. Right. So let's not do a President well, Obama. Well, everybody just said eight years and we did nothing. Right. And it, and the thing about it is like we really knew. Right. Yeah. And we really and the thing about it is think about it. Think about it as 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 the credit cards you get at Christmas time. Like around the time you want extra stuff, you don't have any extra money. You get the, you get a get a little credit card, you get a couple of loans. Uh, Christmas and things of that nature. You got to, everybody's happy. The, the weight is lifted off your shoulders. Everybody's f- happy. Got their new televisions and toys and PlayStation 5s and all that. You did the damn thing for your kids at Christmas. Everybody ate, including grandmama, you know, ate and everything else like that. But you got to remember, come January, you got to pay the bill. So let's, it's, it, it's a relief off the chest sometimes, but eh, you got, you still got to keep it up. So we got to keep it up. That's pretty much it. You like there's gonna there's we we have a heavy price to pay because of the mess that was made. To whom much is given, much is required. Right. So America must it together. And listen, I insult the Trump supporters all the time, but the thing about it is, we have to work together, even if if it's with them. The thing about it is, they have to do the same with the people that didn't vote for them. Like. It's America. We still have to come together to clean this shit up because of the mess that is being and that is still being made. This still kicking, still kicking over trash cans and, and taking the copper wiring out the White House. But we don't even know. Leave. We don't even know really how much damage has been done until we start peeling back the layers of the onion. So we don't know just how much damage is done until Biden and Harris take the seats. Then we will know what the damage is. And we may not know, you know, at least about eight, 12 years now. The problem is, is that it's not the damage hasn't, it's not the damage has been done. He's still doing it. Well, he's going to make sure he's going to make it difficult for Harris and and Biden when they get in the seat. He's going to make sure that he, he's going to leave no stone unturned of hell. Hell, remember, you know the, the the old cliche goes, "Hell has no fury like a woman scorned." Right. He's that bitch. Oh, oh. damn. Okay. So yeah, pretty much. See, and and the Vladimir Putin next time marry up. Just saying, I'm sorry, that was wrong. No, it wasn't. But. I mean, and, and you know, how's it now that you know they're saying that this is probably one of the most securest elections in history? Mm-hmm. Because they were ready. Uh, yeah, they were ready because he kept. The thing about it is, he kept saying it two years, six months, three months before the general election. If, if I don't win, somebody will steal it from me. I'm not going to do. We knew because he kept saying it. So I was like, all right. Let's just be prepared. And it was like, 
and they're talking about this. The election has been stolen and riling his base How up. How has it been stolen when your counterparts in the Republican Party, the majority of them retain their seats? And the ones that retain their seats for their particular, uh, uh, you know, role that they're in, it turned blue for the presidential race. So how do you explain it? You can't. You there, there's um there's you, even some of your Republican friends voted your ass out. Even some of your Republican voters voted you out. They voted in their senators, but they voted you out. Because the bottom line is is that they in the Republican Party were sick of him. And if you can you can have your supporters and people that are local and saying, well, we support him, and we're going to ride, and nobody's heard from the Candace Owens except to criticize a man on, on on Vogue, and she got dragged. But oh, I saw that. But remember yeah. how remember how I always say we have closet we have Democrats who are closet Republicans. Uh-huh. Well, this election cycle that changed. We had um, Republicans who were closet, closet Democrats. Democrats. I mean, the only person that actually came out of the closet was Kasich. But we already knew that he was out. Like, you know what? In, in in despite what people say about um, Governor Kasich, you know he was all right with me. I mean, he wasn't like he didn't. I prefer him over Dwine. I I think a lot of people do right yeah, now. But I prefer Kasich over Dwine. But the thing about it is, is that you have a you 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 have people that really didn't Republicans really actually didn't want him in there in the first place they just wrote his base and when they wrote his base they wrote their bases to to retain their seats because they'll do anything to retain their seats even have yeah because it's the with them yeah the what's in it for me yeah so they didn't syndrome they didn't really give a shit about his base they didn't care about the Trump like it, to anybody that's a like there's a there's Democrats Republicans and Trump supporters but you know what yeah and I was just gonna say that I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out with his own party called the Trump party in 2024, somebody will follow it. I don't know who's gonna follow. Who's gonna? He reminds me of David Koresh. Remember him? Yes. Didn't they all die? <laughs> Didn't they all die? They all drank the Kool Aid. They all like Jim Jones, not the rapper, but the other guy. They drank the Kool Aid. Speaking of which, speaking of rapper Jim Jones, uh, you talking about Lil Wayne, Lil no, Gremlin? No, no, I'm talking about the actual Jim Jones rapping. Him and Fifty Cent have have beef. Well, you, you, okay, we're gonna get to that, but. You see where Lil Wayne is facing 10 years? For what? Guns. Gun possession. Good. Bye. Bye, gremlin. Damn, you a gremlin now. Don't y'all feed his ass after 12. <laughs> see if Trump will pardon you before he's he He's not going to pardon him. He may. Trump might need his own part. You know what? I read an article yesterday, and I forget who it was written by, um, but someone had posted it about um, Biden should pardon Trump. Did you read that? I read that. Okay. No. Hell no. Okay. I mean, the thing about it is, is like, you, like, it, the thing about it is. You guys didn't read it. You need, it's a good read. If, if, if I'm going to say this. If the trumpet wasn't being such a dickhead about losing, then he probably would have had a 60-40 chance of Biden pardoning him for what this shit that he done. He Bottom. might pardon himself before he gets right. Away. But he's like, I'm. He's, he's thinking about it. But oh, th- I'm sure he's exploring yeah, the opportunity right. to, to pardon himself. I'm sure he's. Oh God, yes. But it, but the thing about it is, if I was Joseph R. Biden, when I take that seat, 
and he asked me to pardon him, I'd be like, hell no. Move. Would? I wouldn't pardon his ass. You wouldn't pardon him? No, I wouldn't. Because he's making it difficult for me to even get my seat in the first place. All these punk ass lawsuits that are frivolous as hell, and he has and he has the idiot Giuliani running the defense team. He's charging him twenty thousand a day. That's you got to get some money out of that before he go bankrupt again. Get some money out of his ass. He may go bankrupt on him anyway, and then I have to pay him. So I mean, you know, I mean, he's done that with construction companies and stuff like that. Let me get to the let me th- out the lions. Who are you going to the lions? I I tell I tell you in a minute. But he's a Russian spy. I'm going to throw him to the lions a right Russian now. Spy? Oh, yes, okay. T Rex, cue up them. Cue up my big cats for the headline. I cue them up, please, because I got some bitch to throw into the lions right now. He really, a bitch. Be you know, a yeah. bill. All right. So shout out to everybody that's been listening on this. So former. Green Beret, Peter Raphael Dubinsky Devins, age 45, pled guilty on Wednesday in a Virginia federal court to a count of conspiracy to gather or deliver information to aid foreign government records show. Prosecutors said he was a spy for Russian intelligence, just like his president. So, Debbins today acknowledged that he violated the country's highest trust by passing sensitive national security information to the Russians, said John Demers, Assistant Attorney General for National Security. Debbins betrayed his oath, his country, and his special forces team members with the intent to harm the United States and help Russia. Debbins' guilty plea represents another success in the department's continuing efforts to counter the national security threat posed by our nation's adversaries, including Russia. He was doing this between 1998 and 2005. When he joined the Special Forces, he was passing information all the way up until he was caught this past week. Lions, fuck him up. Just, 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 just fuck him up. I, 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 like, thank you. Kill this bitch. Kill him. Kill him. Die, you son of a bitch. Die, 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 die. You about to lose your life. Come on now, say it. You about to lose your life. Lions eat him. Say it. You about to lose your life. Lions eat him. Say it. You about to lose your life. Get him. So, how do you really feel? Just like that. Okay. That's like that. Just like that. All right, the lines are full. They full? Yeah, get your get his bitch ass out of here. <laughs> Larry's in rear form today. It had to be. I'm a little scared about eating it. <laughs> it's gonna have me acting like Larry. What? What did I what did I say? You said get his bitch ass out of here. Well, he was a Russian spy trying to tell secrets to the like. He was he was he and he was a Trump supporter. So that's like just I'm glad he's found guilty. Hopefully, they find this president the same way. We Be- already know he's guilty. I mean, we don't need to keep. You know, we, we just don't need to keep bringing this, this little fucker's name up. You know, the more you bring his name, the more you give him relevance. You know, just call him the current occupant. Shit, current he's, he's occupant. on his way out. Yeah, he, he should be out. So the thing get about- your hat, get your coat, and let the mother 
motherfucker meet you at the door. <laughs> and you're talking about me. Pot calling the cattle. I don't care if they'd have yeah. listen. One way or another, he has to got to go. I don't give a I don't give a damn if the military grabs him by his nutsack and drags him out. Grab by him his, by his, his nutsack. His his scrotum sack. His gr- oh. and grab him and throw him out the front door. Him and his family. Grab him by the. Did you see where they put uh, Ivanka and uh, Jer- Jared Kushner's kids out of school? They pulled them out of school. Because the school said, you know, some of the parents had called in and said that they didn't like how um, the Trump clan was not adhering to the social distancing and how they, you know, the stuff that they had been doing without wearing masks. And they made them pull their kids out of that private school. I yeah. mean, and the, the thing about it is once the bully has been defeated, enough is enough. That's the like the schoolyard bully that was pushing everybody around, taking everybody lunch money. Once somebody came in and beat the bully up, then everybody said enough was enough. You're not getting nothing around here. Either you're going to get along or get out. I mean, it's pretty much you get humiliated, and it's humiliating the simple fact. Joe, um, President-elect Biden called it an embarrassment that he's not conceding. You know, president He doesn't have, have to, though. I mean, he doesn't have to, but like anybody that like I was expecting – a little bit of decency from this jacket. Why? Why? Why were you? He has shown you who he is. If a person shows you who they are once, believe them. Don't try and rewrite the narrative. You're only disappointing yourself. Believe him when he said that he was an asshole. It's not going to change. That's the problem. Hopefully, now that he is gone, uh, we can all enjoy our Thanksgiving. There's a different feel in the air, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is a different feel. People are a lot nicer now. Right. Speaking of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend, we are not going to be here because of the simple fact of the matter is that's the de- Thanksgiving Eve. And I'm going to be out, I'm going to be on a turkey um, overdose at this particular point in time before Thanksgiving. You eating turkey before Thanksgiving? I'm eating turkey before, during, and after. All right. Oh, I gotta, I gotta bake. Oh, what you cooking? I'm making um the yeah. uh, lemon pound cakes, and I'm gonna make some um peach cobbler cheesecakes. And you're hey. not, and hey. you're not going to let you just hey. now let me know before you told the rest of the world that you was gonna make peach cobbler cheesecake. Uh, We're going over J House, right? <laughs> Y'all can roll through and get a to-go container. I got the containers already. Shit. Well, I'll, I'll be there. You it's know, I'll be there. Is Thanksgiving at your house, though? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. we will. So we, we'll bring masks. We'll social distance. We'll be in and out. By the way, shout out to um, my mother's friend, Maria. She's also um, <clears throat> she's also going to cook, but she's going to be doing social distancing because, you know, she wants to, her and her husband to be safe. But. I'm coming to get a plate as well. You know, you all have the traditional, the turkey, the, the green beans, the yams, the dressing, um, the right. greens, the macaroni and cheese. You know, the macaroni and cheese is, is more important than the turkey. Of course. Mm-hmm. Don't screw that up. Mm-mm. I will cuss you out if you screw up any macaroni and cheese. Anybody screw up any macaroni and cheese, and I'm a macaroni and cheese fan. You've I, had my macaroni and yes, cheese. Yes, I had your macaroni and cheese, and it's very, very good. 
I'm just saying for anybody that screws up macaroni and cheese on Thanksgiving, and please don't put any nasty-ass plates all over social media. I don't want to see that. I with know. That, all that, the dudes yeah. cooking the same thing, you burning the turkey and the macaroni and cheese look like runny eggs and shit. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. I swear for God, I will, I will, I will, I will troll you. But I'm, but I'm packing, I'm packing to go plates. So I've already got all the containers, and um, I got. You know yeah. what? I got to get there before your sons get there. You know it. I got to get there before before we was. Well, it's, it's a wrap if they get there before they be me. Like, hey, cuz, what you doing with all those plates over there, cuz? <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing about it is here they will gangster your plate and take theirs as well. So exactly, that's, my that's, my oldest son he comes to my house just to grocery shop. I got cousins who fix they to go plate first and then get their then plate. Fix they plate. Yeah, the funniest. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Hey, 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 hey! I used to be one of them cousins. All right, they did. They did. <laughs> they do do that. They might not have been hungry then. No, my my you oldest son he grocery shops at my house. Fix a plate to go. Tuck that. And then fix your plate to eat right now simultaneously. You don't you don't do that ever. If somebody yeah. ever did that in my house, somebody get hurt. <laughs> but uh but I will also Jalen will be coming by Thanksgiving as well. Um I will I, I don't know what to do as far as you know, Friday is usually football day, but because of the pandemic, I ain't gonna be playing outside with nobody. And this Thanksgiving, unfortunately, will be without my cousin Terry Brown. Um so it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough one, but we'll get through this together. And shout out to his wife Carmen Burley Brown for holding it together, and his youngest son Chase. And we'll get through this together. Just sending my prayers and my love to you guys. And you know, there's a lot of people that are having yeah first, especially on my family. Yeah, I'm sorry about yours and, and my, you know, my two aunt, my two younger aunts. Right. Mm. Everybody's sitting with and like just remember the good times you have with these people, and you know like President Elect Biden said, there's an empty chair this Thanksgiving, but we got to remember that we're in this together and we're gonna get through this together. And like I said, we just got to keep up the work. Period. As far as don't let this, you said another President Obama, don't let this be like it's just a relief. No, we got to give it all, the old guard in the Senate, House. If they're not doing anything for yeah, us. we've got we've got a clean house, people. You've got to stop voting the ticket. You've got to stop voting on these people's word, and you got to look at their platforms. You got to look at their records. You got to look at what they've done while they've been in the seat. You've got to read. If you don't read, we're always going to end up in the same situation, and we're always going to get what we've always gotten, and that's the scraps. And always remember, if you don't have a seat at the table, you are on the menu. Right. I think Councilman was saying, Councilman Jones was actually saying part of that with the speech, through which the preaching that he did tonight, uh, even though he's not a <clears throat> pastor, but I think that what we're trying to do here is that we're trying to make sure that we always stay in touch in this, in this not only just political, but community. Because at the end of the day, we live in the same, we live in a human community, right? I mean, we have the right to, you know, sustainable water. I mean, you know, right. safe water. We have the right to sustainable living. You know, we have the right to have certain services in our mm. communities. We have that right. We pay taxes. We are tax-paying citizens, and mm. we need to have these things, and we don't. 
And, you know, our local government is where it all starts. And I say it every show. When it gets to that federal level, ain't, ain't shit we can do. Right. You know, federal, state. State and local is state, where, where state our voice local. is at. And then that, you know, the thing about it is if you change your state and local and state, then you can help change the federal. federal exactly. Because that'll influence the federal. Hello. You got to, but you got to be, you got to be involved. And to all you that are out there that are listening, that may be running for the mayoral seat for the city of Cleveland. Um, I got my eye on you. I got my eye on the candidate pool. I, I've seen who supposedly is throwing their hat in the ring. Um, to run for that seat um, against Mayor Jackson, I got who my. Would eye do, on who, would, who would them? Who would them people be? Mm, we got Kevin Kelly. Uh-huh. We got Zach Reed. Uh-huh. We got Bashir Jones. Uh-huh. We have Chris Ronay, who was over at University Circle Inc. Um, we have Dwayne Griffin. Um, we even they're even talking about uh, uh, what's his name, Brandon. Over really, at Edwin's again. Brandon, um, uh-huh. short it. Uh-huh. But but wait a minute, Brandon's opened up another Edwin's where yours truly used to be. Edwin's I too. I know. Are I'm you here. trying to run again? That's what I'm hearing. Well, the thing about it, Brandon, is is that um, I think when we had Eric Brewer on the show, he said I don't know Woo! nothing about a, a restaurant owner, but Brandon was fourth in the running. So he raised a lot of money. He did. He raised a. He is a unique story behind him. Is, is he a fella? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. That's what's up. I so, mean, I said it like that, but yeah, he's really looking out. He's really looking out. A lot of people have, a lot of people who are on drugs, who have been um, in rehab, have went over there to train with him. And some people have even found jobs with him. Some people have found success at other places with him. So he is a formidable foe, but we're looking out for you too. And, and Brandon actually came on this show when he was running an interview. And the thing about it is, is like a lot of people like him over there. And there's, I've heard that there's Sandra Williams, um, Nina Turner, and then also Dennis Kucinich. For mayor? Yes. Okay. Sandra and Nina. But how many times we going to keep recycling Dennis Kucinich? Didn't he run for governor in Los? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh-huh. how many times he going to keep? Uh-huh. Well, the, yeah. wheel, the, the wheels yeah. are turning. I just gave you the slate. Yeah, I'm watching all of you. And if you, and the thing about it is, for those who have come on this show, hurry up, hurry up, and make sure that you answer to us. If nobody tells you that they love you today, I do. This is for you, Jay. Happy Thanksgiving, Ti. Bring them out. Peace, love, and hair grease. We out of here. VIP heard the nightlife, lost life without me. Most feds in the state wanna see by me. The whole city got pissed, heard he got three. That other nigga got a hip and shouted, he not out. Who set the city on fire as soon as he got free? The king back now, hold on, he ain't know how to act now. Hit the club, strippers getting naked before I sat down. Still ballin', money stacked tall in the shack now. Still push a button to let the roof on the lag down. I'm on the road doing shows, put my Mac down. Mississippi to Philly, Albuquerque to Chat Town. I got the crowd yelling, bring him out, bring him out. I'm a hot girl selling. Bring them out, bring them out. All the dope boys selling. Bring them out, bring them out. Front the back, they yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. Get with other rap nigga hooded in this. I got rich.
that gentle skill or some hooligan shit. You be rapping by blow, I was moving the shit. You talk about shooting out, now we're doing the shit. If I hit you in the face, you gon' be suing the shit. And if I catch another case, I know it's true to be missed. So I'ma keep a cool head, stay out of the news headlines, and show these other rappers it's bedtime. It's clear to see that I'm ahead on the time. I cop the chrome down hard, top career with a shine. I got some time, they ain't shit, cause I get better with time. Who got a flow and a live show better than mine? I got a packed house yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. I'm a hot girl yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. All the dope boys yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. Fuck the back day yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. Mic check, one, two, one, two. You wanna beef with the king? What is you gon' do? When you show up on the scene, where the two guns drew on you and your friend and play a little two on two. If you do half of what I do, you'll be hitting the deck. I got a tool and a vest, I can get some respect. I'ma make it hard for a sucker nigga to flex. Show him the second squad for a nigga to test. Pimp my nuts too large and we way too fresh. Work well with nines, AKs, and texts. Be quick to check a lane like a game of chess. You wanna beat, nigga, bring your best. Cause we'll be standing in your front yard yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. I'm a hot girl yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. All the dope boys yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. Fuck the back day yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. All the front yard yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. I'm a hot girl yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. All the dope boys yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. Fuck the back day yelling. Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah.